What's up, gamers? Welcome to the Procrastination Sensation, episode seven. If we're not counting the lost episode, Eric, I am one of your hosts, Trevor. Mario Sunshine is the worst in the Mario 3D All-Stars game collection, Sheehan. Oh, and my name is Eric. Uh, Mario Sunshine is great, Samino. And who are you, <laughs> lovely guest? Um, um, Nick, superfan Maloof. Uh, welcome, everybody. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, you're thanks welcome, Nick. Uh, I, I wanted to wait until you were on the shop with you, the idea of you permanently replacing Eric. Mm, well, I heard about I that in the last idea. podcast, and I was like, oh, I could, I could do that. I yeah. have the ADHD. I studied journalism in college. No, I didn't. But yeah, I can do it. I think I've, you have probably signed up for more things. Replacement for me. Yeah, you're you're not too expendable though, Eric. Don't sell yourself short. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I know that in life a lot of it you just been batting at a disadvantage, and I wanted to <laughs> just God. give you a chance now to feel happy about yourself. Well, you know that's really kind of you and really thoughtful. No one's ever done that for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> batting at a disadvantage. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, the procrastination sensation. It's a cool <clears throat> podcast in which we talk about cool things and also sometimes bad things like Dexter season eight. Yes, we do talk um, about that. I think Dexter fell apart after season three, to be honest. That's hot, a little early. Hot take. Hot take. That's a little early. Season four was still good. Mm-hmm. Season three was John Lithgow, right? The Trinity no, season four, season is four is John Lithgow. Lithgow. Oh, it all fell apart after season four then. Yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah, so that's, this is that's the, the uh, common consensus for like anyone who watched the show. More accurate. Uh, this is the number one Dexter fan podcast. Um, but this isn't actually a Dexter fan podcast. Yeah, we fooled you. We tricked all <laughs> you. Seven episodes in, you fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. You thought we were really going to do a Dexter podcast. Yeah. Um, unless that was the actual <laughs> fooling that we were doing here. And this is the Dexter podcast. Nope. It's the long it's not. time. <laughs> Can you just fucking get it? This is the procrastination <laughs> sensation. It is not a Dexter podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm adding footnotes for editing later. <laughs> um, all right. So as usual, we like to run down kind of the preamble, things we've been playing, things we uh, things we've been watching. Is this in this uh, this COVID world we live in? Political unrest. This nightmare. Civil um, unrest. A global pandemic. The Casey Neistat is still allowed to... Breed. The world is literally wow. on fire. That was... Uh... <laughs> we just that's, made an enemy, That's dude. what's going to get Casey Neistat in the thumbnail. It's <laughs> not I... clickbait. I know we all have one game that I feel like we can all talk about. I'm going to move that in the topics real quick. Okay. Uh, going to edit this out, too. <laughs> Uh, this is off to a good start. Do you know it's funny? Because I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna edit like this chunk out because I'm adding something. Yeah. But um, I made a footnote last week to edit something out, like the timestamp, and mm-hmm. I got to it and I had no idea what I made like a timestamp for, and I didn't <laughs> spend any more time trying to figure out if it was something that was like a little earlier, or a little later. So as far as I know, we could have said something horrible, <laughs> but. Like the thing about not letting people uh, reproduce. That was a very Nick, common, like, 
Nick, you're gonna have to get back to us on what we said that Trevor may have wanted to cut out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to um, give him the timestamp? <laughs> it is eight oh two, eight oh three, eight oh four. I already did that now, but uh, all right. So, all right, let's get. <laughs> and we're back. Just this is like wonderful. That. This is wonderful. I never left. Um, so all of us are definitely gonna have a lot to say about the Mario 3D All Stars Collection. So we'll save that for the main beef, the main meat of this show. All right. Okay. Picture if, as if this show was a sandwich. All right. The bun. We are on the bun right now. The All the bun. shit that's the top bun. Thank you. This this is not, in fact, a Big Mac, so there is no middle bun. But we'll get into the the Mario is the is the big patty in the middle, and then the questions at the end. That's the bottom bun. So, um, dude, I missed that whole thing. My my mic was just lagging so bad. Eric, it's fine. Eric, do you want to start with a game you've been playing this week? Uh, that isn't yeah. Mario. Um, so I've been playing a few things. The thing I've probably been playing the most, actually, I think the thing I've been playing the most at this point is Among Us, but, um, I've been playing, uh, Mario Sunshine a lot. Um, I've been playing Among Us, like, every night until, like, 1130. I don't know what Among Us is, to be completely honest. I keep hearing or seeing stuff about this. One of my roommates plays it a lot with his girlfriend, and I hear yelling. It's fun. Yeah. I recommend it. Uh, it's like, have you ever played like Werewolf or like any game or like Mafia, any games like those? Yeah, no. where it's like one per- one person's like secretly murdering everyone or something yeah. like that kind of, right? It's yeah. just oh, like that. Oh, Secret Hitler. Yeah, kind of. Um, they could have fun. come up with a better name than Secret Hitler. Really isn't a great call. Yeah, but um, is there anything like, 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 like walk me through it, Eric. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, I know there's something. Um, I'll just go with the situation. Wires. There are like situations you can edit, so base you can change stuff up. But essentially, we have ten people with two imposters, mm-hmm. um, and the imposter's goal is essentially to kill everyone. And okay. then the awesome. remaining eight people in, on the of the crew have to go around repairing the ship that they're in, doing tasks, you know, like connecting wires, like cleaning a VO two filter, just like random stuff. Um, and so you just go around doing these things, and then when someone's killed. Uh, you report the body, and then there's a discussion period. But uh, the discussion period is the only time where everyone's allowed to talk, so the rest of the game, everyone's muted. Ah, um, okay. And, or that's at least how I've we've been playing. And so then you find the body and say, like, like there's vents that the, the imposters can go in to, like, travel around and hide. So they can, like, kill someone, go in a vent, and then someone could walk into the room, see a body, and then there's, like, no one there. So essentially, everyone's just trying to figure out who killed the person, and mm-hmm. there's just discussion of that. You vote on someone, or you choose to skip your vote. But if you vote on someone, you throw them out the like out of the spaceship, and and then you have to essentially kill the other imposter. Do you know if you're right or wrong? If like if you accuse the wrong person, does it say aha? Still um, two imposters left. Or? You can change that setting. So we play that when you throw someone out, it tells you if they were an imposter or not. Okay. Um, and then. There's also a, a setting you can change that will make it so that you, it just says, oh, this person was ejected, and you don't know okay. if they're an imposter. What is this, like, oh. played primarily on? Uh, so it's only on, for, like, computers, it's only on PC, but it's okay. and it's, like, five bucks on Steam, but it is free on mobile. Oh, my. Oh. Yeah. They're going, they're going for the mobile audience. I recommend it. It's a really fun game. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty, I like... Do- Mobile oh, games are ahead. an untapped thing, absolutely. Yeah, Angry Birds is dead. Uh, kids just play Fortnite now. All so. the great mobile games of our generation are dead. 
Yeah, there were never any really great ones. But like Doodle Jump and Jetpack Joyride, like Jetpack Joyride was the fucking shit. I loved it. Dude, all those games that we like people would just play in study hall in high school. Dude, you I own Jetpack Joyride for the PlayStation Vita. No way. I didn't know it was on the Vita. Yeah, and it has trophies, and I have gotten a lot of trophies in that game (laughs) at the time. I was thinking about recently uh, charging my Vita for my, like, buy, like, twice a year schedule, which I charge my Vita to one full charge and play it before it even dies. I was thinking about doing (laughs) that soon. Um, But it's all a matter of what game I decide to play. The last time I did it was Twin Breaker. Oh, yeah. And then... um, I I've that uh, believe it or not I have still not actually platinumed all three Sly Cooper games on the Vita. Really? So that's that's three I'm more shocked. platinums I could get. Yeah, I know it's outright he's, disturbing. He's the humanoid raccoon with the question mark wand or something, right? He's got a cane. That's what I mean. Yeah, no, it's fucking dope though. What Sly Cooper's about? the shit, dude. We're talking about Sly Cooper, Eric. Okay. He was a time uh, thief once. That's the only Sly Cooper game I've ever played. What do you say? When he was a time thief. Oh, yeah, he's always been a kind thief. No, time. Time, T-I-M-E. Oh, because, like, he's both. He's both he's... a kind and a time thief. Can he be a kind thief? <laughs> Robin Hood. You can be a kind. Yeah, Robin Hood. Well, like, the, the Coopers are, like, not necessarily Me. giving it to the poor, but they're just, like, not bad. It's hard to explain. Okay. But, um, so, yeah, that's Among Us. Um... <laughs> reminiscent nick you want to shoot out a game you've been playing we're gonna save mario for the uh the main discussion but i've been playing mainly like two games besides mario um long time player of binding of isaac it's yes. a ro- roguelike for like xbox binding of isaac it's is on so everything now it's the best i love it i've been playing it i probably have over like 300 hours in it so like i play it all the time my favorite game i've been playing it since i was like a senior in high school so i always Dude. play that you, yeah. Whenever I would go over to you and Brandon's room, it, you must start with that was on the TV. Yeah. That was, Nick, have that I ever was like told my introduction you, to the game. Have yeah. I ever told you, Nick, about how Binding of Isaac was like a game that came out for Switch like a week after it launched? Like it was weirdly not a launch game, but they mm-hmm. released it like right after. And I had never actually played it before, but wanted something on my Switch. And I will tell you right now that I played Binding of Isaac on a Switch in the middle of a 100-person classroom very <laughs> frequently for the rest of that semester. It's, it's one of those And games, so people, exactly. like, behind... I tried to always... I would only play it if I got a seat all the way in the back of the room. Because I was yeah. like, I cannot explain this if someone, like, peers over my shoulder and sees me, like, getting, like, fucked up by, like, a, a fetus. Do you, would you just be, like, embarrassed that they saw you playing... No, it's, no, because it's, I would sit dead center in that classroom and play Zelda. Oh, it's, it's just like the fact that you could like lose. No, it's it's the no, the, it's that Binding of Isaac game. is like a if you like to anyone that like saw that doesn't know anything about video games and they already see you playing a video game and they're like nerd. They look over your shoulder and see that there's like, like a lot of blood nerd. and like cartoony like oh, okay. weird you like fetuses they would... and. They'd so be like, this kid needs to be on a list, is what I'm so trying to say. Especially like the, the idea of the game is that your mom's like super freaky religious, yeah. and one day God starts talking to her and he says, Yo, kill your kid. Your guy gets scared and jumps into the basement, and he has to fight his like aborted brothers, and there's fistulas, 
And, yeah, and you um, fight the mom at one point. I, I yeah. played the game quite a bit. It's a very disturbing, perturbed game, which is like, what's up? You're yeah. like, oh, I'm just fighting aborted fetuses with my tears right now. And it's just yes. not something people want to. Yeah, so Eric, just like picture you're like from an outside perspective, you're like a normie sitting in the middle of a, a sociology 100 class with 100 yeah. people in it. And you look in front of you and this kid is playing that game. First of all, he's playing video games in class, but also it's this game where you're a little boy shooting tears at like fetuses. You know, I'd probably be a little disturbed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I would only play it if I was in the back of the room. But that is a wonderful game, though, Nick. I have like kept. I honestly think I might start playing it again on the Switch. What have you been playing it on? Um, my Xbox. Which, yeah, yeah. Just because I have so much. It's one of those games. Like once you have all this data, it's like, oh, it's the idea of. So it's a roguelike. The stuff's very basic, but then the more you beat it, the more um, items you get, the better, crazier the game gets. So essentially, no two runs are the same because it's always it's like three hundred different items, and every time you get an item, it interacts differently with everything else in the environment. You got new characters too, right? Oh yeah, there's and they're all you know biblical based. There's Judas, Cain, Abel, all that good shit. Yeah, the other lovely. game I've been playing a lot of is um, it's called Legends of Runeterra. It's one mm -hmm. of those card games on the mobile, and it's oh. kind of like if oh, like Hearthstone um, stuff like that. Yeah, it's like Hearthstone, like but it's I've, all like free to play, which is dope. I played a uh, I played Battlegrounds, which I enjoy on Hearthstone, but I never got too into like the the base card game. Yeah, so that's essentially it's 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 um I never played League of Legends, but it's like all the League of Legends characters, and it's just a new card game, and it's been oh, very awesome. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I've never actually played League of Legends. However, I did go to a League of Legends panel at PAX East. <laughs> Was it fun? No, I actually believe it or not, full circle. The whole time I played Sly Cooper on my Vita, <laughs> because I because I went with a friend, and he wanted to go to the League of Legends panel, and in return, I wanted us to go to the Giant Bomb panel. So it was a compromise. Nice. But I did play Sly Cooper the whole time. And I it was like eSports players up on stage, and they're like celebrities to these people. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. They're gods. Yeah. But I also see, Nick, that you have uh, Watch Dogs 2. Yeah, so I bought You texted that. us, right? I did. You texted us and asked if, I, if you should get that? Yeah. It was 10 bucks, and I loved Watch Dogs 1. And yeah, so someone, I think it's, I remember you saying that, and I think my response was that if you are someone that loved Watch Dogs 1, there would be no reason to not love Watch Dogs yeah. 2, because yeah. a lot of people did not like Watch Dogs 1, but liked Watch Dogs 2 enough. I couldn't get, I couldn't get into 2. I, like, I had it on the Uplay, I, like, had a, I did that for a month, and I just, like, I played it for, like, 20 minutes, and I, tr like, then I tried to force myself to, like, play it to try and enjoy it, because I heard it was good. And I, I, like, just couldn't do it. I yeah. know your guy can do, like, flips and shit, and there's that one, like, musical scene where they're, um, where they, like, scam the guy out of money or whatever, because he's like, oh, yeah, yeah it's like Martin Shkreli. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they make fun of Martin Shkreli. Yeah. That game, that franchise, I feel like they did it more in two. They try to kind of go for, like, the satire that GTA does. Yeah. And like which, a I, way. which I personally enjoy. Yeah, I enjoy that, too. They definitely did it way more in two. And like, now the, whole the third Martin one, Shkreli. they're trying to copy Cyberpunk. Eric, not everything is cyberpunk. Which is never coming out. Longtime fans of this show. Longtime fans of this show will know that Eric will not shut up about cyberpunk. What? He is that you every episode <laughs> you always just go off about cyberpunk for like a half hour and I have to like reel you back in. Uh okay. I just Eric gaslit you and you fell Smino. for it. 
dude, you can tell me anything right now, and I'd believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eric's in a state of mind. Um, Eric is, and I quote, track, he is, he is track three of Weezer's The Black album. What is that? High as a Kite. Yeah, that's, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Weezer. I did it. I don't think I did it last week. You did. I'm pretty you sure did. you did. I don't, don't think I did. mentioned Weezer last week. Dude, I, you make I a point earnestly, to point out Weezer like five I times I earnestly think. I earnestly think last week I did not mention Weezer once. I think, can, did you listen I can, to it? Oh, yeah. And you, so you said my mom texted me saying she watches the show. She said 32 is too young. But she had nothing to say about me putting on my tombstone the timestamp oh, for my you're appearance right, you're Weezer. Right. to go. No, Dude, no, he knows the exact quote. No, 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 no. That's from the week before. No, that was this week. Nuh-uh. Uh-uh. Actually, that was the week before. It might before. have been last week. Yeah, it you was. You put that so, up like two days ago. No, it went up like last week, Nick. Get with it. <laughs> I like, dude, I'm like pretty sure that was last week. No, that yeah. was... No, because uh, no, because that was the week where we had the Minotaur in the thumbnail. Nope, this current nope, week's we episode was the one with the PlayStation yeah. and Dexter as a lumberjack. But I listened to it on the way home, and I heard it. Absolutely. All right. I went last week without mentioning Weezer. Right. Just suck it up. Eric won't go a week without fucking Cyberpunk. He's always like, oh, Keanu. <laughs> He's always like, Trevor, do you know that Keanu Reeves is in Cyberpunk? Dude, and on you? E3, at E3 at Xbox, at E3, he said, you're, you're breathtaking. You're yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I finished Dexter season eight this week. The yeah. best season of Dexter. No, it's still just the as bad. Worst. Every time I always want it to not be as bad as I remember. Yeah. What about him <laughs> just like pitching his kid off I... on that random woman? Yeah, Hannah. She yeah, shows just... up. And... It's like, he's hey, like, I'm going to disappear Hannah, by the way. You. Look after my kid from now well, on. Well, because they have like a plan, but then he's like, oh, I really got to kill this one last guy. <laughs> I, I really honestly go think. No. Wholeheartedly, I think that if he didn't just become a lumberjack at the end, the ending would not be as bad as people <laughs> think say it is. I agree. That's the whole premise of it. It is like, yeah, fresh on my mind. Yeah. It is so fresh on my mind. And if he did, if they didn't have the scene at the end of him, if he ambiguously died in that hurricane, it, people would not have been as mad. Yeah, oh, yeah it would have I, been a much better like ending. They, they didn't need the scene as, with the hurricane. You could have just left it up to interpretation. But a yeah. lot of but a lot of people do hate those endings, like where you just like you just leave it up to whatever. Because was it the Sopranos that had a really controversial ending? Where they just like cut they, black, like yeah, yeah. But now no one, no one goes out there and says the whole Sopranos is bad. <laughs> like people just That's say fair. Dexter is bad now. That's fair. But like dude, people it's... go Dexter. Dexter's ending was so bad that it makes the whole show bad. Dude, but it's like there's like half the show isn't good. Like half the show's really good. After the show just isn't that good. There is a scene I honestly like what Nick said earlier about how after season four it goes downhill. There are like it honestly doesn't completely jump the shark until season eight because there are still good moments yeah. every season. Especially the first episode of season six is when he goes to his high school reunion to kill someone and he. Dude, that's the best. There is a scene. There is a scene where someone <laughs> asks him to come out on the dance floor. Will they do the hammer time dance? And yep. Dexter, Dexter says, you know, his like internal monologues that they like voice over. Yeah. Like he goes, I don't know what hammer time is and how it differentiates from regular time. But then he starts busting <laughs> out the most like uninterested hammer time dance. And it is beautiful. 
Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of similarities between Dexter and you. Did you guys ever see you? No. Isn't that uh, is that Netflix original? That's yeah, not it's Trevor. the one with the guy that it's about Trevor. <laughs> it's about the guy that's like stalking, and he's like a um a disassociative stalker, and he stalks people. He has the same kind of like inner monologue, like how can I trick these people into thinking I'm a cool guy? And essentially, just I feel like it has a lot of the same themes. Yeah, I I see that aspect, but also one of the underrated things from the entirety of Dexter. There's so many things I don't remember until I like rewatch it. Is I always forget that, like, you know how he always is. The, he, there's always the scene of when he kills someone. He's in like the kill room with the plastic and everything. Yeah. I always for, forget that, like, the most like honestly he ever talks to anyone in that whole show is like someone he's about to kill. Yeah. Like yeah. he'll just like actually like talk about himself and be like, yeah. I'm really. He's like, I'm. I have a baby on the way, and it's gonna be a lot harder to do this one. <laughs> yeah. I have a child, and he always that that, and it's I still be think the best. The greatest scene. In the entire show, and this will move on after this because I just, I watched it last week and I just want to point out is like, do you guys remember the episode at the beginning of season seven? It's after Deb knows about him. All right, spoilers for yeah. Dexter. Deb finds out about him. And she right? goes crazy. But do you remember there's, there's like, no. there's the guy that like they track down together that dresses. This is full circle too. He dresses up like a minotaur and chases girls around and then kills them. Wow. No. Um, is it at the end of season seven? No, it's at the beginning. He dresses really? up like a minotaur, like the minotaur tweet. Not well. He just physically dresses up like a minotaur and like sets up like a tra- like traps in his in like abandoned houses. Oh he, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Now that because when bell, Dexter yeah. the like kill room for that is Dexter doesn't do the whole plastic wrap thing. He like cremates the guy like because yeah. he's like a he works at, like a uh, cemetery or something like that. Yeah, but it's like the a best scene. Jigsaw, yeah. Yeah. The best scene in the entire series is when the dude is like strapped to the uh, like table thing that they put the bodies in when they go to cremate him. And he just he's like a big, like jacked buff guy. And he like overpowers Dexter like early in the episode or whatever. But he's like he's confined to this table and he starts screaming and he's yelling like fuck at the top of his lungs. And Dexter just starts like beating his chest and going fuck, fuck. (laughs) And then he like slides under a railing faster than I've ever seen someone do that. Like, you know, the shit that like when you're in like elementary school and they'd be like the railing on like a handicap. Ram. Yeah, <laughs> and like there'd be the one kid that was like, "Look how like I can swing under, it. like I can swing underneath it." Yeah. He so does it faster it. than I've ever seen someone humanly do it, and it is right after doing a perfect take of him yelling "fuck" that way. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. But that's all I got to say about Dexter because the ending sucks. Um, really ruined the entire show. Uh, let's see what we got. We got some. Uh, Eric wrote Casey Neistat, but we don't really care about that. Yeah, I've just been watching. He started his vlog again recently, so I've just kind yeah. of been watching them as they release on YouTube. Yeah, he's uh, I That's used to watch him all day. Yeah, so uh, the only other ball. game I think is Nick. You talked about you had uh, community said, on there. He was. I think Nick said he was watching something. Yeah, yeah do you want to talk about that quick? Yeah. Anything, you got anything to say? So I know Eric was actually big on big in community back in our days of UMass Dartmouth. Dude, I love community. I didn't know it existed until Eric showed me the DVD set he had. Yeah, <laughs> the first three seasons on DVD. Absolutely. Same with Rick and Morty. I didn't uh, know it existed until Eric showed me. Yeah. So I've been I watching think I that. those on DVD too, but, you know. I've been watching that just, you know, something to do while I'm doing homework or um, just playing video games, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's a good show. I... 
already stopped as soon as spoiler is the when pierce chevy chase dies i'm like what is even like the point of the show anymore is that season four I think it's like five or something. So it had yeah, like a really good. Five. Yeah, season four. Because Troy right. leaves pretty quickly after. So right? pretty much yeah. what happens, uh, Dan Harmon left the show at the end of season three because mm. him and Chevy Chase got in a fight. So they brought in season five, they brought Dan Harmon back, but um, Chevy Chase left when they did. So uh, like, yeah, so they kill him off. Uh, Donald Glover leaves. It's yeah, it was a whole thing. And it's like if they just ended it that last season where Jeff, the main character, graduates. He graduates from community college, gets his degree back, becomes a lawyer. Like just the perfect spot to leave it. Where it's like, all right, this happened. We're done. Yeah, because they. Instead, it was pretty much like a the show was they like were getting canceled essentially. Mm-hmm. So they did an ending, and then like fans fans resurrected that show like three times. Is the is the season canceled. where they become like Jeff's like a a teacher? Is that the one yeah, that was on like Yahoo? Yeah, right yeah. yeah, that's where I stopped. I gave up halfway oh, so through when, that. Once Jeff became the teacher, you stopped. Um, actually, Troy just has leaving to go around like the peninsula oh, okay. or something, and I'm like, all right, yeah. they're gonna the Annie Glover's gonna go now. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, all right, there's literally no point to me watching the show anymore. Like they yeah, killed off um, the two most important people. Yeah, season season five. I would recommend finishing season five if you want to. Um, that episode where he leaves is actually really good. The no, floor is lava one, right? Yeah, that show, that episode was really good. It was like a return to form with like the old paintball ones and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was a it was a fun one when back when the show wasn't doing too great. Yeah, that's, that's when Jonathan Banks is in it at that point, right? Uh, I think that's uh, season six, the Yahoo season, because the season okay. five is still it wasn't the Yahoo season yet. I'm just waiting they... for him to bang Amy, um, Lil Annie Adderall. That's the only thing I'm still who, waiting for. Who Jeff? Yeah. Did they? Did they not? I thought they did at some point. They have not had sex. No. Uh, There's been like is, lots of. Nick is just down be. for that. Nick is just down for that dirty. It's the only reason nothing. I kept watching this far. I'm like, it's like it has to happen at some point, right? Like, is it like a rom com? Like, is there anything going to happen? It's just no. Eric, yeah, what do I you mean, have to say about that? Huh? Me? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, Jeff did it with it with Britta. They kind of That's they true. did that for the first season, and then eventually Britta and Troy were a thing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they did some other stuff. I think. Yeah, I think it was. I definitely remember there being a lot of episodes where they were like flirty. Yeah, and I'm just like, is this gonna happen? I don't know. Yeah. Very much the the hopeless romantic in me needed to know. Yeah, I can't remember if they do in season six or season five or whatever. I don't. I doubt they do. Yeah. Yeah. But well, that, that sums up my week pretty much. The only other game I wanted to mention that I started, I think I bought it a couple days ago. I've been having going through a weird phase of buying games that are on sale, like starting them right after they download and then not touching it for like two more weeks. Which <laughs> is just bizarre. Right now, yeah. yeah, because I mentioned like two episodes ago that I started Resident Evil 3 Remake and then I didn't play it until I played it. I mentioned when I mentioned on that episode, I had downloaded it that morning, started it. We recorded the podcast. And I don't think I touched it again until like the other night, but clearly not enough to put on here for this episode. But the game that I did buy on sale and I've been playing a little bit of is uh ukulele in the impossible layer. You guys familiar with this at all? Uh, I am. I am familiar. Was this the second one? 
Yes. So I, know they made I think I remember one. there being a first one. So ukulele is that the so snake bad. one? What? Well, uh, it has a snake in it. Is that well, like? All right, you explain it. So the original ukulele was a Kickstarter where it was yeah. people that used to work at Rare, who famously worked on. I mean, everyone knows by now because Rare re- Rare Replay exists, but um, like their back catalog, but. Most probably their high high point era than Goldeneye or Perfect Dark was their like 3D collectathon platformer games. So like Donkey Kong 64 and they, Banjo uh, One and Two. Owned by Microsoft now, right? They yes. Yes. So Banjo. like, there's kind of been like an absence in that whole like that genre died. Like uh, more ex- specifically when they made Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Yeah. But. Um, the original ukulele i remember still the kickstarter launched right when we started at umass dartmouth i remember like one of the first yeah. week i saw that and it was pitches like a the kind of donkey kong 64 bander kazooie style game yeah it came out when we were sophomores because i know I eric and i lived it. together I yes and i only got like there were only there were five worlds in the game but they're like pretty big like they're bigger than like the worlds in like Mario Odyssey or something like that. So they're not, it's not nothing, but I remember I got to like the fourth world and just kind of fell off because it got boring. I heard but it didn't get received very well. It was the most, like, I'm pretty sure it got a lot of like sevens, which is not bad, but it's like kind of worse than getting a bad score because yeah. it just gets like, people just kind of glaze over like it was sevens. It's like, oh, it's an okay game. People yeah. see like a five or a four, maybe go when that's on sale. I want to see how bad this is. Yeah, but <laughs> just a painfully any... average game. Wasn't there yes. like one one given out in IGN's history? Yeah, I believe so. I can't remember but... what game it is, but that's I'm not the game sure. I want but but uh, anyways, last year they announced Ukulele in the Impossible Lair, which if the original was going for like the Donkey Kong 64, this is like a spiritual successor to like the Donkey Kong Country games. Okay. Where it's 2D, that like feel of a 2D platformer where there's a lot of different things to still collect in every level. Yeah. And it's like challenging enough. It's not like it's handholdy, which even the 2D Mario, like the uh, new Super Mario Brothers games aren't too easy or anything like that. But these are uh-huh. definitely like a little more challenging. I've only played like, I think I've done like five levels. I actually played it in the middle of class the other day, which was pretty cool. Return to form. Yeah, um, and I was just enjoying because I didn't need to have my webcam or my mic on for this class, so I was playing it a lot the other day. I am really enjoying it so far, though. I will say, it is like it's it's very it, it's got like a very charming aesthetic, like the first one did. Um, yeah, they do the whole like when characters talk, they make like the weird like mumbling sounds, like in Banjo Kazooie. If you guys have ever played those, yeah, like um, kind of like um, Animal Crossing, like they're not actual words, just yes, rammer. yeah. Yeah, so that's a game that like I've only probably barely. I think it, I looked at the trophies and it seems like there's probably around forty levels or so ish. One thing I will say though, because we can move on after this, because I've I've really played it too much though, is there's like a three D overworld like top down thing where you go in between each levels, but it's not just like a map screen in Mario where it's like you just press left and move over to the next stage. Like yeah. it's like an explorable. Kind of open area, and one mechanic that I didn't like know in, about um, that. Like in the Mario games and like in the new Super Mario Bros., how it's like you can just move around the map and move to the level. Well, so it's kind of like 3D World, the one yeah. that was on the Wii U, where it wasn't like you just press like 
a direction you would move to the next dot. Like there was some, there was the 3D world kind of had minor stuff and like that overworld, but this is mm-hmm. more like there's, there's hidden like the, the um, pages you collect, you can find them in that. Oh, but okay. one of the cool mechanics is that they introduced the last level I played, they introduced it is I played through a level that was kind of like a water level. And back in the overworld, they introduced this. <coughs> this isn't the case for every level, but they like tutorializes for me where there's items you can pick up that like you spit ice after like like any like mario with the ice flowers whatever the levels are like a book that's opened in like the overworld and they introduce a mechanic where after they were like oh go eat one of those things that lets you spit ice and spit it at the book and the book the level turns into like an ice version of that level so it's like the basic same design but anytime there were like water spouts or different little like details are now like ice or it changes like the aesthetic of it. But enough where it feels like you're not just playing the same level again. Yeah. But it's also like a way that they can like kind of like expand the total number of levels in a way that's not like cheap or something where it's just like, oh, do a time trial now. And I thought that was very cool, though. But yeah, that's all I can say for now. I'll probably have more to say about next week. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about in the intro? No. Is there anything else, Nick? Um, I don't think so. I think that's pretty right. much all the good stuff going on this week. A good half hour intro after this is probably heavily edited. And oh, we stop. can don't move on. Edit it. I'm at minor things, Nick. Don't you worry. <laughs> don't you worry, Nick. The it gets a little content. peek behind the screen of how the machine works. Yeah. How the sausage so, gets made. Oh, I saw Hamilton again this weekend. That's always a fun thing. Hamilton's a banger. I've never seen it. I haven't either. Oh. I did watch the ep- the season of Curb Your Enthusiasm though with Lynn Manuel. Was it Manuel Miranda? Right. Yeah. 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 It's a good season Miranda. of Curb Your Enthusiasm where they make a play about Larry David. But yeah, um, and he also did all of Moana's music. All right, sorry. Oh, back true. to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did some of the music. He didn't do all of it. He did a good chunk of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he wrote could, it he... all. He wrote it all. Ah, oh, I thought I that he did like some of the songs. Anyways, this is uh, not a Moana podcast, podcast. <laughs> but uh, we got some big topics to talk about today. Uh, we got, honestly, I think we can do, let me see here. Probably going to clip some of this out where it's just me planning shit time-wise. But I think we can do mainly, I th- I'd say we can save some UMass Dartmouth stories for the next time Nick's on here. So then yeah. we can fill out. Mario and Xbox, and then do the questions. The Ben Ten podcast. Yeah, that's for that's for when Air can't make it one week. (laughs) All right. So on to the main topics of this week. Uh, Let's start with the beefy one, the Mario 3D All Stars collection, Super Mario 3D All Stars collection. It came out last Friday, and I noticed that when we all wrote what we've been playing. Everyone mentioned that game, so I figured we could break it out and talk about it for a while. So we should go um, game by game. I feel. Let's start. Yeah, we can do that once we get into it. Let's start by saying like how much of each game has everyone played so far. I've literally only played Sunshine so far. All right. What about you, Nick? Ones. I've done. I've got twenty-four stars or whatever of sixty-four. Haven't touched Sunshine yet, and I just got Luna and um, Galaxy. Okay, so I think, how far are you into Sunshine, Eric? Um, not far. I think I've done like episode two on each location. 
Okay, so I've probably played the most overall because I got to like the fourth world on Galaxy. I have 29 Shines and Sunshine, which is the worst game in the collection. And all I did in 64 so far before I, because I started with Galaxy, did a little bit of 64, and I said, you know, no, I want to just beat Sunshine, get it out of the way. So I only got a single star in 64. I threw the King Babam. (laughs) <laughs> off of the side of that cliff but so I, i'd say we probably we can probably still talk about each game game by game so we yeah. can start so we've with all played 64 at some point i'm feeling i'm assuming yeah because i think eric uh, we've talked about you you played the ds version of 64 no i didn't one. i uh, the, i the only one i kind of played in this collection was sunshine okay and i didn't really? own it i just played it at like my friends or my cousins all right i feel like nick and i can still talk about yeah. 64 for a bit Absolutely. Because I, Nick and I both, before recording, were talking about how it would have been cool if they included the DS version. Oh, yeah. Which oh, yeah. added, I think, the main things where I know there were extra worlds. So like there a were couple, extra there's worlds. Some more. Wasn't, it, wasn't it, like, better graphics, too? It well, was, it was, it was on the DS, so. Too. I wish, I, my, my one complaint so far with this collection is I wish that they had, like, at least like done a little bit of an uprez mm-hmm. like uh mario sunshine doesn't look bad but like it could look better yeah so i would say 64 would, looked uh, remarkably like good like they kept the whole poly angle it's or, weird yeah because i yeah, would say honestly i think keeping that like design would be would be cool yeah. i would say f- from a presentation standpoint because obviously they really did not do much to this and no. they'll bring something no, up after that i wanted to bring up but Galaxy definitely holds up the best because it just looks like it could have been a Switch game, honestly. Some of the textures are a little muddy. Yeah, I but... yeah, was gonna say, based on what like what I've seen of Galaxy, it looks like it looks like it could have been like a released like as it is. Like recently. Yeah. It looks really um, good. Because all it is is uprest and it's a already like closest obviously to the modern Switch era, so in terms of like Power of the console is not resolution speaking, but just like polygonal design wise. It sounds like a 10 to 12 year old game, if I'm correct. Like it held up very, very well. 2007, I believe. So yeah, about that. Yeah, so um, 64, I was going to say, in terms, if I was to rank what like looks the best from best to worst, it's not even what you would expect where it's newest to oldest. I would honestly go and say that for some reason, 64 honestly like looks a little bit better. than sunshine because it just looks like generally cleaner because it's upscaled resolution so it's less jaggedy and it's almost weird that that aesthetic kind of holds up like i just feel like the gamecube era is in this like weird it's like the middle child of it where it's in this weird like where the uprising kind of shows some of like the the wear and tear on that generation as much because also they did change the aspect ratio on Sunshine, but not 64 for some reason. Yeah. Which you would assume that there's just probably some shit that it just, like, would completely break stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think this is a cash grab, to be completely honest? It's hard to say, but... I would say... I would say, I guess, yeah, but isn't everything. But, like, I, I feel like they should have done... They should do, like, a virtual console. I think them bringing their games to, like, the Switch would be amazing like all the old nintendo and gamecube games yeah so like i I want i would i say it's a crash grab but like it's something i want 
Yeah. Well, you like know how, that's like, yeah. Skyrim special edition was like just a cash grab altogether. Like, ah, nothing's changed except that ah, you can download mods, cash grab. Like, or well, it did, it did, it did run better. It did. Skyrim did look a lot nicer and yeah. run better. But was that was changed to be like, oh, here's an extra sixty dollars. That's true. Well, I mean, that is like the whole thing of his like Todd Howard was definitely people will buy it again for sixty dollars. But I will say that's like a different case for the Skyrim special edition. Mm-hmm. Also, you have to factor in it did include all the DLC. Oh, yeah, that's not yeah. no, yeah. that's good though. What I will say though, I wanted to bring this up before I forget is that, and I did mention this to Nick briefly beforehand, but. The original leak that I want to say happened back in like May or late April, because I remember I heard it on podcast, was that earlier this year, there was a rumor that Nintendo's like big plans for this year, because game wise this year, they have put out like for tentpole, like big games. They did Animal Crossing early on, and then they did Xenoblade Chronicles remastered which again is like a remaster is a wii game but mm-hmm. and then paper mario and then that's really it until now they have shit coming out they sell pikmin which is another port but the the leak earlier this year back in like april was that they were kind of first party going in on the like 35th anniversary of mario and yeah. the original leak was that and there was stuff of it that was less than a month later confirmed and that part of the leak was a there was a new paper mario game and that it would be going back more towards the original return to form with like which with new mechanics which is what got announced like a couple weeks later was the paper mario or origami king game but part of this leak and the reason i want to bring it up is that the original game plan this was like a month into the like covid lockdown era was that 64 was going to be like a complete remake and then Sunshine and Galaxy were going to be touched up like they are now. Yeah. And I like personally, because again, this is all leak and there's no confirmation, but the fact that Paper Mario was to a T called up in that leak, like I want to believe that this originally 64 was going to be a remake in like the newer Odyssey engine and then COVID kind of messed a lot of stuff yeah, up and they it. and they're on a time frame of this needs to be for the 35th anniversary a crunch, yeah. if you will and don't want to over saturate what they might have planned next year yep. but i honestly am like kind of disappointed by that and i know a lot of people online have been talking about this being a cash grab i i personally think if it was like 40 dollars yeah because the thing is at the end of the day i still think anyone that would have bought it bought it yeah right and so it's not like it's like people were really like and also they also created the like fake scarcity for it where it's only going to be available digitally march which is still a really long time when you really it is but it's also an unprecedented thing to announce that oh yeah because games get taken down yeah like fairly often like famously and it recently just got announced for a re-release but the scott pilgrim game Yep. Oh, it was that game on... was a banger. I used to play that thing on like the Game Boy. I think it was getting awesome. the remaster. Well, they had one. They had a Scott Pilgrim game on PS3 and 360, and it is getting remastered now. But it was taken off of the stores at one point. Oh, really? Because in that case, it's like a licensing thing. But yeah, uh, it was, yeah. It's weird. It's not like when they released that, they were like, "Oh, you will only be able to buy it until this time." Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, that shit, if it's rights stuff, just gets taken down. And then the news story is more just, "Oh, it got taken down." 
Yeah. It's not like there was an announcement for it. And for a first-party anniversary game released by Nintendo, it was bizarre for them to be like, in March, we will take it down. Also, like, their poster boy. Yeah, that's fucking Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird that they're doing that. Yeah. Because I, I got when they I did a limited to, run. It'll lead to higher sales, like, in the short term. But I feel like if you left it up long term, you'd have much better sales. My whole thing is I still believe that March will be when they release the Nintendo 64 Nintendo Online virtual console games. Yeah. Because, Nick, are you, you're familiar with that, right? How you can get your NES and SNES games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, kind of like an, how the Wii had it. Yeah, but it's like a it's it's like what games with gold or PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's with the Nintendo That's Online awesome. service. Yeah, the Nintendo Online service right now is it, it first was a collection of NES games, and then last year they did SNES, SNES games. Yeah. Oh, and awesome. so, like, I have a personal theory that March is going to be when they roll out the N sixty four ones, and sixty four will just be included in that, and they will just start like selling Sunshine and galaxy either piecemeal or as a 40 dollar thing because just it's the most nintendo thing where they it's they're in a weird they're between a rock and a hard place here where they don't want to there's no eloquent way they can communicate this is why we're saying it's going to be taken off of the yeah. uh, e-shop and but i don't know that that could just be completely wrong and they're just doing this but honestly i, I love nintendo but there's some major like you know flaws with the things they do like for instance the net code how like they don't like i'm sure you guys do but like none of their online games like smash or yeah like if you don't play smash, smash on an ethernet cable like it's just fucked. not gonna yeah yeah it's awful and, and i also, did i don't know if you guys remember i did have the ethernet adapter for my switch <laughs> because when we i do you guys remember how hard it was to, to set up your uh consoles yes. on the network to your console with actually mine school. was pretty all right with the xbox Back at UMass Dartmouth, I think I used a wired because I didn't want to have to do it all. I did a wired just when I realized it would be way faster. But also, I remember, if if I recall correctly, our freshman year, I was able to set up my PS4, no problem. But for some reason, when me and Eric moved in sophomore year, I could not get it to work for the life of me. Dude, I I remember that. Yeah, I was like fucking... And Steve would text me and he'd be like, how do you get your PS4 on the school Wi-Fi? Because I think he had his at home our first year because Jared, his brother, still played it. It's a whole ordeal. But, yeah, Nintendo, their internet, that whole thing is at least their online service is like three bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. But. Also, the fact that. um, Three bucks a month. Sorry. uh, It's like 25 bucks for a year, right? Also, their games very rarely go on sale. Like, you know how Xbox yeah. would be, or, like, other Microsoft, Ubisoft, all that stuff would be like, all right, it's been, you know, a month and a half. Let's throw a game on 15 bucks off. Like, yeah, I was I like, saying to one of my roommates say I sold Odyssey after I, like, not only beat it, but, like, it was probably a year after it came out. But I beat it, got, like, way too many moons, and I was like, ah, I just going you know, to sell it to buy something probably. And I was like, after playing a little bit of this collection, I was like, damn, I really want to play Odyssey again. And I'm like, but I can't justify spending $60 right exactly. now. Exactly. Right. When there's new games coming out soon, like Crash Bandicoot comes out in like two that's weeks. The thing with, yeah, that's the thing with Nintendo. Like you have it, you just like hang on. Yeah, I, I wish they would just put games on sale more often because they don't. If like, they, they do, they go on sale for like 20% off, which is like forty seven ninety nine. Yeah. And that's yeah. like not. <laughs> that's not a sale. I was yeah. looking at that Mario Mix Rabbit game, which is kind of like XCOM. And it's actually like, really right. good. 
Yeah, and it's been out for forever, right? Like at least yeah. it was on sale years. a while ago. It was on sale for thirty five bucks, Jesus. which is still because it's like, a Ubisoft it, published game technically, or like yeah. developed. But, but still, six years it's been out, or like five, whatever it may be. It's been out for over two years, and, and still it's, thirty-five it's, it's bucks. Still sixty dollars in the store, right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. They never do permanent markdowns yeah. in the way that Xbox or Sony do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like where they're like, especially Sony. I know. They I'm sure. Well, Xbox also has Game Pass, but yeah, Sony will like yeah. drop like you can get Spider-Man. I think new for like thirty dollars or something. Oh yeah. When they do their like greatest hits. Collections, but Nintendo's Bloodborne new for fifteen bucks, which is a steal. Yeah, I still have Brandon's Bloodborne, but one day I'll give it back to him. <laughs> what but, he, do you think he thinks about it every day? Probably no. not. But <laughs> um, again, this is the ADD podcast, so we completely cycled away from talking about this collection at all. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like, I mean, again, I said I played the first stage of sixty-four. But I believe Nick. the, the main, um, yeah, I did enough. I got, I beat Bowser's ass the first time, but I really wish they put in the DS version where you had the ability to, you know, play as Yoshi, Wario, Luigi. There was these extra levels. It kind of added you know, a cool overall structuring to the game where, like, you would, oh, yeah. occasion, like, every kind of, like, once you unlock a new area in the castle, which you do in the, in the regular original game, there would be, like, a new go a get new this character. character. Like yeah. it would be like, and they all they're like weird levels that were like haunting. This is Luigi based, yeah, exactly. Like Wario yeah. could take some extra hits. Luigi could get those really high jumps. Yeah, I just and also um, if you remember, there's that P switch when you look up at the sky and you get your wing cap. That that's not in the act- original, right? No, that is in the original. Okay, but instead, what it would be is be like, all right, so Mario because of that, Mario can get the wings on his hat and fly around. Wario can turn into metal and sink underwater. Luigi mm-hmm. can turn invisible. Like there's all these different power ups the guys got, which was like, okay, I need to be invisible to beat this level off. You'll change into Luigi, so I can yeah. turn invisible. Yeah, stuff like that. I feel like if they included both of them, it would have been seen as like way less of a cash grab. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, a lot of people were complaining that they didn't include uh, Galaxy Two. Galaxy yeah, Two. Like, that is well, like bizarre to me. Like that is yeah. genuinely bizarre because it's not like it doesn't seem like they really did that much to. Other than recalibrating, because the whole thing is when people would talk about porting over some of the Wii or Wii U era games that use the Wii remotes to switch, people are like, oh, there's no sensor bar. But World of Goo, which was like an eShop game back on the Wii, was like a very early launch game for the Switch. And that game did what uh, Galaxy Wait. does. What? People were complaining that the... The the switch doesn't have a sensor bar, but it. No, no, well, no, no. People were just, people were just saying like how it would work, like or like uh, or like when people were talking about them putting sunshine on, you know how like in on the GameCube the the uh, triggers were analog instead yeah. of digital, where it could t- it could tell how hard you were pressing it. Right. But they just easily mapped that to R one is being pressed on all the way, or uh, right uh, R on the switch. And is then like the ZR, this is the little one, like the bumper, and then the okay. trigger. The trigger is you holding it down slightly. Oh, and so, I didn't like, know that. That's really cool. Well, that's why when you press when you're playing, because have you played Touch Sunshine yet at all in it? Not even at all. Yeah, they just they explain to you that like the because in the original, if you held it down all the way, you would stand still and yeah. aim, be able to aim, and so that's just mapped to like the uh, bumper. 
And then okay. pressing the trigger is like when you could still run and stuff with it. But I was going to say is that they all they they kind of technically probably had to do more work on that with the way that they mapped it. Because I was saying World of Goo was a pointer based game that they had early on on the Switch. And the way it worked is it just used the motion like the accelerometers or whatever in the controller. Yeah. But you could just constantly there was a button that would recenter it because obviously that's the whole thing is the sensor bar. You didn't need to recenter. Because yeah, it's just right. calibrated. And a motion control is like always going to get off-center without the... Yeah. But that, they did that early on, and so that's what they do with Galaxy. That was collection. for Galaxy is how are they going to... There's no sense about how you're going to be able to point to the star bits. But no, they somehow did it, and it works great. And it's also mapped to a bumper. Like, I know World of Goo was like the plus button, which uh-huh. is kind of like a little awkward. But they do it in Galaxy where it's just mapped to like the right bumper. So it's like a lot yeah. more like of a ergonomic way to if you need to quickly recenter it yeah but so i was gonna say is that like galaxy 2 as far as i can remember doesn't really have that much more of a complicated use for the pointer where you could argue that it wouldn't work as well yeah because it's just like it's just weird to me that they didn't put galaxy 2 and that's another thing if they put galaxy 2 in i feel like people would have like i it kind of like what you originally asked nick is, is it a cash grab i feel like that kind of feeds to that argument that it's like they could have put galaxy to him but then they're like i think people wouldn't be saying it is a cash grab if they didn't also like what about the or mario did, for the but i mario don't think it was a cash grab what about the mario for the u wii u what was that one called with that Peach one's being Rosalina? Or was that, that one one's gonna be a full separate game but i get that because it was a full-on wii u game that they're also adding okay. basically like a dlc campaign to it because i'm like that would that would have made sense to pop in there because technically it was a mario all-star game yeah, I don't. I don't really like. You're talking about the 3D World one, right? Yeah, three. That's what it's called, 3D World. Yeah, yeah I because I think we played that like a hand, like once or yeah, twice I it, uh, when I had my Wii U. Then. Um, well, you that turn game, into cats and whatnot. Yes, because that game, I think we talked about when it was announced, but me and Eric did. But that game, I know they actually did a lot of work to it too. Mm-hmm. is that is like that is not these are uh in all for all intents and purposes ports with like qu- the minor, minor quality changes. of life to make it work on the new hardware and then they up the games but that mm-hmm. mario game like they went down to the level of like fe- like taking into account feedback of the original game and so like you move faster in the switch okay. version and a lot of stuff like in this full content but yeah like i get why that's not included in this but I think the cutting out of Galaxy 2 is bizarre to me. Yeah. Outside yeah. of it being like money wise. It's like the kind of, I don't know. I'd also don't want to make it seem like we're just completely negative on this because I've even playing Sunshine truly for the first time because I played like bits and pieces at a friend's house. Yeah. This is the first time I've, oh, I never had a GameCube. So this is the first time playing it start oh, yeah, to I finish by myself. 60, I never played 64 before. It's phenomenal. Yeah. That, yeah. But, I'd honestly never played any of these before. Um, yeah. And how played, are they? I played Galaxy and Sunshine like at friends' houses back in the day, but uh, I'm loving Sunshine so far. I am having more fun than I thought I would have playing it, Same. but that still doesn't take away from the fact that it's a bad game. All right. I'm going to need you to leave. Hey, Eric. Um, are yeah. you playing Joy-Cons or PS... Uh, or the oh, Pro, Pro version? Pro? I'm using Joy-Cons. So... I don't know about you, but my Joy-Cons are always messed up. I love yeah, He's got the every, drift. Every Joy-Con drifts. I Yo, exactly. Yeah. 
I'm on my Joy-Cons third suck, pair of Joy Cons, and they're still fucking up. And I'm like, oh my god! Like I love playing my Switch. I was so big into Animal Crossing. My Joy Cons yeah. kept drifting. Like I couldn't walk straight. I was like, I'm just done with the Switch. And they're like, I, th- I think I looked on Amazon. They're like forty five bucks to get a new pair. And I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous. It's I think forty five bucks for one, dude. It's like eighty dollars for a yeah. pair. <laughs> yeah, get the yeah. fuck out of I did get my twelve dollar pair that I or like whatever yeah, I mentioned that stole time. some from Walmart. I did not steal. It was a price <laughs> error at Walmart, and they fucking I fucking took a, took advantage of that. All right, Eric. Yeah, I would have wrong. You paid twelve dollars for eighty dollars Joy Cons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get. Yeah, it. I would have done that yeah. in a heartbeat. Dude. I also do have to say though, and I will forever recommend this to any of my friends that play Switch. Despite me being the only one I know that has one, is that the Pro controller is worth it. The Pro controller is a very nice controller. I've had it I since have... a month after it came out, and I, I basically what I was gonna say is my Switch setup as of like a year ago, probably. Because around the Switch Lite launched like a year ago, I straight up only play my standard Switch docked with a Pro controller, and then I have my Switch Lite, and I just transfer the saves because they have a pretty the auto save backing up system. Yes, and almost every game uses cloud saves, and at first I was disappointed because, for example, it's very rare that a game doesn't. Yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield does not, but they have. The there is a thing Pokemon. called well, there's that, but like even just save wise, they have a they have a feature that's just called like uh save transfer where it's not like backing up to it to a cloud, it's just basically saying this save can only be on one of your switches at, at a time, oh, okay, where you just like transfer Crossing. it over. Well, Animal Crossing doesn't even have that yet, Animal and it is coming no this fall. Saves. They have a backup, but is that they added over the summer, but is only usable for if you lose your switch. And yeah. you get a new one or get a replacement yeah. that I can download. But um, the reason I like kind of brought that up is that I've been playing all these games on a pro controller or on my mm. Switch Lite. Yeah, I so, uh, I have one of those like fake pro controllers, the wired ones with yeah. like Zelda on it, or with a uh, link on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have the actual pro controller. The modern day Mad Cats controller. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, I've like yes, I've I've kind of and that's part of that. I basically enjoy playing most games I play on Switch because I have the Pro Controller experience. Like I can't see myself. I occasionally just like feel bad and want to play for like ten minutes with my Joy Cons in a in a grip, and then I'm like, no, why am I doing this? Yeah, I one thing I like to do with the Joy Cons is just like undock them and let this let the Switch like kickstand. I do that I occasionally. Honestly, like it's comfortable. Like it's like, uh, yeah, you can just like put your hands wherever. One thing that, um, oh my god, I lost my train of thought completely. I'm not gonna get it back. Why, hey Eric? Why aren't you gonna get that thought back? I don't know, dude. I, <laughs> uh, I think you know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way we can reel this back in. So 64, <laughs> good. We wish it was the DS version. Sadly, it's not. But still, overall, much better than initially anticipated. Yeah, I'm um, definitely. I'm like trying to just make myself play through Sunshine. I don't think I will 100% complete it because I only hate myself to a certain degree. Like, so going going to that, I totally agree with the point that Sunshine, I believe, is the hardest because. Yeah, we made this. We talked before Eric joined in on Zencast, yeah. and we we're talking about it briefly. But I think this is like finally 
the best time where I can give my like one minute summation on why I like thinks Sunshine is just like the worst one in the collection. If you guys will have me for one minute, I will. I'll allow it. Only so, 60 seconds. I think that the controls of 64 still hold up as being like tight and snappy because even the fact that they were kind of like laggy or whatever, it's designed around that. And then obviously Galaxy is the newest and the controls are the snappiest. Sunshine is designed with the mindset that you have the hover nozzle on flood. So the controls are just not snappy enough yet and also runs at 30 frames per second, which Galaxy is 60. So a lot of the platforming is kind of designed in a way where it's like oddly forgiving. Not oddly, but where you can kind of correct yourself with a hover nozzle if you're I about to miss jump, it. I'm going to fix it. Absolutely. Yes. So, and also the levels themselves in the broad sense don't really have that much super difficult platforming in like the overworlds. Now, where I, where I want to get into this is the levels that you have flood taken away from you, mm-hmm. where they're like the secret levels or whatever. They spike the difficulty of the platforming in a way that is like completely imbalanced from you not being your mind is just used to the hover nozzle on flood. And yeah. I think that if the core game was a little harder, it would not be as frustrating than going through kind of like mindlessly easy platforming to suddenly they crank it up where it's like, and listen, I'm a gamer. I can beat these levels. All What's right. Don't go gamers? out there. Don't go out there and say I'm a fake gamer. I do beat the levels, but that is at the cost of me yelling at the top of my lungs multiple times. Well, my yeah. roommate is in a zoom class. One it, room it over can be a little frustrating. And I, all I want to say is I do not want to, I do not, want to Gronk spike my $70 Pro Controller because of Sunshine. What do you want to Gronk spike it because of? Well, I don't want to at all, but if it was for anything, I'd rather be something funny like Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, <laughs> which I almost did it in that game too. But <laughs> That is much funnier. I, there's, no, there's no pride in uh, breaking a controller over Super Mario Sunshine. However, I will say one of my friends that is notoriously like the type of kid that'll rage while he's playing PC games. He's a big league player. So yeah. that kind you can already understand that. Two two years ago, two summers ago, I went with him to Best Buy one day. He's like, you want to come with me? Because I got to get a new monitor. I broke mine. And I just assumed oh it was League. No, so I wanted to assume that it was League of Legends. All right. And then when we were at Best Buy, he told me. I actually broke my monitor because of one level in slide two that I was replaying. And he told me the exact level that it was. And I immediately like, or I, not the time, but I think recently when he, we were talking about that, I went and texted my sister. Cause we used to play Sly Cooper, like when we were kids and then she yeah. never like, she still plays like the Sims and stuff, but, and her fiance has consoles, but like she hasn't <laughs> played Sly Cooper in forever. I told her message her the exact mission that he broke his monitor while playing. And she knew exactly the pain. Really? That, he, that he endured so for that me, is more warranted to me than sunshine. for me it was sunshine the level where you have to do like stupid blooper racing because fuck that level i actually funny you mentioned that because that one is already annoying enough but today <laughs> while my roommate was like in the room next to me i was doing it's um something bay i always forget the name uh delfino no, no, it's like no. the well, it's, it's like one of the uh, the levels. Like well, it's uh, something you have to kill its family. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's like the second world, but yeah. uh, that one, it's it's like the fifth episode is the squids, but you're in like the harbor that yeah. the actual like levels in, and you have to collect the eight red coins. Fuck out of here! Yeah, 
from a fund i went on a rant to kyle my roommate for five minutes explaining to him what how frustrating it is that the first i it took me three tries all right so again not gonna revoke my gamer card i still haven't beaten it revoke First time, I got seven of the coins and then hit something. It's a game over. You get sent back to Delfina Plaza. You got to jump back in. Second oh time, God. second time, and this is when I got truly irate. I collected all, all eight of the coins. The shine pops back where you uh, start it by the uh, bloopers. I'm still yep. on the squid after I get all eight coins. I go around and I'm trying to think to myself, oh, I have to land the blooper, the blooper on the platform. The jumping for some reason when you are on the bloopers is like you suddenly just screech to a halt. You do. It is yeah. like weird. There's no momentum. And so what I did was go to jump and I'm like, all right, this game's controls are just so stupid. And so I'm probably going to need to jump a little bit ahead of time than what I think or something. I jumped and I landed just short of it. And so we hit the platform and died. And yeah, then I had to do the whole coin thing all over again. Oh my god! Yeah, that game sucks, Eric. <laughs> and also, I don't know if you've ever made it this far, but the last level in the volcano, where you have to push yourself using the flood novel. I'm not excited it, to get there. No, it's awful. So essentially, if you mess, <laughs> why are you, you forcing yourself to play this game you don't enjoy? <laughs> I am trying to feel something, Eric. <laughs> I am trying to feel, Eric. I am trying to feel anything but sad. All right. All right. That's and fair. it's working. It's working. That's fair. That's fair. No. All right. So to that, to that, you know, um, Sunshine, great game. Just a, I would say, fantastic. Just the most difficult of the three. I feel like that's a safe. safe yeah. At the end of the day, it's still fine, but it's definitely the it's worst fantastic. Mario game of all time. I okay. wouldn't go that far. But that's all because right. there's a, it's a bar that's like high. <laughs> Honestly, if this was any other game, ten out of ten. It's just the most difficult. It's the Dark Souls of Mario, if you will. Yeah, it sucks. But Galaxy is still, like, honestly great. I did get, like, four levels into Galaxy, and I would say Galaxy A holds up the best, and I'm excited for Because, Nick, did you ever play Galaxy originally? I played Galaxy originally. have not played Galaxy 2, so I'm looking forward to that one. Well, like, when well, I- no, so you have played the original before. Oh, yeah. Haven't well, I'm excited then for Eric to, like, fully play it then. It's fantastic. As someone dude. that didn't actually, like, own it. And play when you it. get the, like, the ice flower yeah. and you're skating around like a fucking Oh, Olympian. that was so fun, dude. It's Honestly, the that's the one I'm looking forward to the most aside from Sunshine. Sunshine's great. I love I, the level where you're on the I, like, bird. made a point that I really wanted to play Sunshine first. Dude, yeah. there's a sand so, bird. It's I made ass. a really good point. I fucking hate the sand bird, but I made a really good point. <laughs> To play Sunshine last, and here I am because I started to feel something, Eric. Yeah. And I was well, like, I need to chase this high. And what did I do? I started feeling things again. All right, Eric. Yeah. And then I started recording music again instead of just sitting in my room okay. rotting all day. All right. That's good. You know, it's productive. I have that Eric is as a fool. Productive. I have Eric as a fool ready. Playing I'm on so loop happy at all times in the day. Yeah, it'll be out soon. I have to record a second single. I like how in the middle of like. Can that, the Mario the in- Can that just be the intro for like the podcast at all times? The intro, the outcasts. I the, did um, include, I don't know if the- you noticed, but I added something because I, I will record an actual theme song because I think on the second uh, episode I uh, did my little, uh, I just did like a little no. guitar riff. Yeah. And one take, I don't know, Nick, did you notice the little, the little touch I added? And which one, the newest one? Yeah. I haven't made it to the end of the newest one yet. I, well, it's at the beginning. I mean, it's at the beginning and the end because I played the song at the end, but it's I was watching Sunny. I was, watching, I was watching Always Sunny while I was editing it yesterday, and I was watching the one titled Max Big Break, 
We're also, I think we can move on from Mario after this. Is that like yeah, a general? Yeah, that's, fo- that's cool with me. Um, we can talk about it more once you play it all of them more. But uh, I was watching the episode Max Big Break, which is the one where he. <laughs> Galaxy Sunshine. In terms Can't of argue with that. Can't yeah. argue with that. But uh, Trevor's like, let's move on. Hurry. Max Big Break. Yes, Max Big Break. Uh, Max Big Break. Yeah. The... What? Is this the one where he admits that he's gay? No, it's the one where he wins like a radio contest and he's to score oh, like yeah, a hard. Jabroni. Yeah. And that's also, yes, the Jabroni episode. But it's the one where Dennis and D and Frank's side plot is Dennis and D start a podcast. Oh, yeah. And they, br- <laughs> they bring on like Cricket and Frank right. is just talking about random shit and they're all talking over each other. And Dennis at one point just yells, this is not good radio. And I didn't even do, I will do a better effort version of this, but I just took out the voice memos app on my phone and recorded that clip. And now that is part of the intro. <laughs> That's not good. Because I was like, I don't want to. I could easily find the YouTube clip of it and rip it like YouTube MP3 style. But I was like, I I want to just get this episode out right now. But yeah, I do plan on recording an actual better intro song instead of just like because I I, I like the rip, to be honest. Yeah, but I could add I could I could add like way more to it. Of course, you could always do that. Make it cool. I got all this. I have right now in my peripheral vision. Let's see. Three, elec- three electric guitars, one bass, one synthesizer, piano, and two MIDI keyboards, Nick. Right now, peripheral vision, I see a Nintendo Switch and a bottle of whiskey. Oh, we I've really got uh, a Nintendo Switch, a computer, uh, some some, some butt hash, and uh, yeah, a bottle of whiskey. What about a, some butt hash? That could be a yeah, cool yeah, segment yeah. this podcast where we just play I Spy with each other, but no one can but... see the other person's room. <laughs> And you have to you guess have what to they're guess describing. What each other has in their room. I yeah. spy with my little eye. <laughs> I have like this. We can. I always get feel so self conscious when we get very derailed. But I also feel like that's part of the aesthetic of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my room, because yeah, we just this week finally, because I know Eric knew because he visited us at one point. But me and Kyle shared a room for the longest time, mm-hmm. and then when one of our roommates moved out, he moved his bed into that roommate's room but it was it's a smaller room than everyone else's so just his bed was in there but the rest like his desk was in there just this week we finally just fully organized the shit where he can fit almost everything else other than storing stuff in my room which i was like that's fair it's basically just like my room now so i have like a full setup going now yeah and i'm just like looking around and just being my room now and like the eclectic mix of stuff if i just look at around the door into my room all right Mm-hmm. I will explain to you everything I see right now. It is no more than like 12 things probably. All right. You guys ready for this? Yeah. I'm ready. I was born ready. A framed vinyl of Weezer's 2014 album. Everything will be all right in the end. I knew that one. A two. I want to say a 2009 Red Sox summer reading poster where Jason <laughs> Veritek is sitting with Wally and a bunch of kids. All right. A picture of Jenna Fisher. Yep. It is not mine, though. I think it's weird, but it was my roommate Charlie bought it, and he was his parting gift to us when he moved out. And I'm not going to take it down. That's rude, all right? Yep, I get it. Frame it. And then moving on to the... stand Jenna Fisher. This is this whole area. You know, I do, but, like, this area, this whole area, I was talking about the other eclectic areas. In between that, my closet door, and that's it. So this this strip of wall between the closet door and and the door into my room. Starting from the top, 
a Pokemon card. There's two Pokemon cards. <laughs> One is there. There, it's taped to the wall with gaffing tape or gaff tape, because <laughs> we have never had duct tape in here. The first Pokemon card like that is would a be better. Yeah, the first Pokemon card is or Scotch tape. <laughs> <laughs> Scotch tape would be better. <laughs> Like we had in our room, Eric. But yeah. Eric already knows how how I decorate rooms. Oh, a lot of scotch tape and a lot of yep. stuff that should not be hung up. And this this column <laughs> right here, if the first one did, will explain it to you. Whew, deep breath. Oh God. The first Pokemon card is a trap inch card. I have so many other cards I can hang up, but I didn't. The second Pokemon card is you know when they have like the random ones that aren't Pokemon. And it's no. like a weird, like it's like a character or something. Yeah. No, the Pokemon really card remember. where it would say the Pokemon's name, it is titled Blaine's Last Stand. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it is like one of the holographic shiny ones. And it is the gym leader from Red and Blue. I will incorporate, I will take a high res picture of this and put it in the thumbnail. That's uh, so aggressive. Blaine's Last. Blaine's Last Stand. What happened to Blaine? He's dying. Oh my god! Is that a footnote? That, that's such a weird one. All right, and uh, well, to describe it to you, it is um, Blaine, like it is holographic, so it's shiny, and it is like Blaine in a lab wearing his lab coat, and he is looking like he is getting ready to run from something and like lay low <laughs> for a bit. All right. Yeah. Now, directly under that, we're done with the Pokemon cards. We have two different fonted sets from different sets of numbered stickers. You know when you get like mailbox stickers. Yeah. Yeah. First, like, there was like two... for mail. Yeah, where you like put them on your mailbox. They come with a mailbox you oh, buy yeah, 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 to be like your yeah. house number. The yeah. first set is the ones that actually came with when we bought a better mailbox, and I put the sixty-nine. Nice. Obviously, sexual position, of course. Why and then the you? second one is was here when we moved in, and it is like a, like I said, it's a different set of stickers. Like it was already here. It is just twenty-three. Oh, that for some LeBron. reason was in this room, and we just didn't want to I take it down. It. All right. Now we have two sets of photo booth photos. <laughs> One, Eric knows the story. I won't tell the whole story, but it's from when I had to go to prom at the end of our freshman year uh, of UMass Dartmouth. And it was the night that my girlfriend at the time broke up with me after. And this photo Jesus. booth picture is why she broke up with me. Yep. Because I was just going to the bathroom and then all of my friends were waiting in line. You're going, so, to, ba- you're going to the bathroom in the photo booth? Well, so I, was go- I, was, I just left the dance floor to go to the bathroom and on the way back, I had friends that were waiting in line, and they were, like, kind of close. So I was like, I'll just go with them. And it took, like, 20 minutes. When I got back, she was very mad. <laughs> so that's, like, a symbol. This is this photo yeah. booth picture I've kept. I did not keep the ones of me and her. And then I have, a fo- I have another photo booth picture of from when me and my roommate took right before the lockdown started this year. And we took our spring, be- spring break trip to dc and philadelphia and we took like the most like corny like what a boyfriend and girlfriend would take or male lovers i have no problem with that this is the most progressive podcast of 2020 yes and we 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 got five of them made to give one for ourselves and then three the other three were for the rest of our roommates all right we're on the home stretch here this is quite rapid fire yeah let's let's do it the ps4 case of knack 2 but knack 2 is not in there Because if I want yep. to play NAC 2, I'd like to have to get it out of my bin instead of grabbing it from the wall. I assume it's just like aggressively taped to the wall then? Somehow. There's, it it's is angrily no, taped. I think it's like poster putty, like a okay. lot of these are. And then Weezer's Green album underneath it, Yep. which isn't a good Weezer album. That's the album. So are Weezer's album, albums right? just covers? 
I mean, just colors. Some They're of them all are. self-titled. Well, six of them well, there's are. There's a green, there's a black, there's a blue. Are they all just colors? Six it's... of them are self-titled, and they all just have a different color background, and they refer yeah. to them as the blue album or okay. the... Yeah, but so they're, they're not all, all technically all self-titled, but they all are referred to by the color of the. the okay. Because, for example, there is just for one that I already mentioned, one that wasn't a color name. But for example, Nick, there's an album called Ratitude that is bad that has like a, ju- a dog name. on the cover, okay. jumping, and it's is awesome. That the do- is that the yeah. dog album? Yes. And now we're the here's the last two things. Underneath that is Courtesy Waves. Uh, every, everyone will know. No, no, no that's downstairs. Uh, fuck. Everyone will know, real Curse Wave fans, brand name merch was our EP that we released first. Oh, I, I did like and that. And for, for our first show, I made CDs that were called the Courtesy Wave brand name merch Super Deluxe Turbo Arcade Edition. Yep. That, <laughs> I think it total had 20 tracks. That's such a good name. Yeah, I know. I'm, bi- I'm a genius. We sold so many of them. How because, many? So many. Because the original EP only has five tracks on it. And the this edition that we sold physically had twenty tracks on it, and I think eight of them are like covers I made, and then you could argue that the other seven are just shit posts. Because <laughs> Eric is a fool is on there. Me and Steve's song we made called "Buy One," where it's just Steve like rambling and like a bluesy type song. It was we got away with like robbery for selling highway this. highway robbery. And then how much did you charge for it? Three hundred dollars for like five bucks. We also, I also, I'm glad this happened to a friend and not one of the random people there that bought one of these. But the we are burning these the day of our show. Yeah. Like my mom, God bless my mom, helped me make like the on card stock, like the cover art, like just yeah. printing it and like cutting them well because she has one of those cool like things you got a ruler around it for cutting paper a specific paper dimension. Cutter? Yeah, and <laughs> yep. she made all the booklets for us, but we were burning the CDs on my old laptop, like, w- right up to when we had to leave, and there was yeah. one point where I was starting to pack up stuff downstairs, and I left Steve to burn the rest of them, Okay. and there were at least three of them confirmed that just weren't, there was nothing on the CD, it was just <laughs> blank, and I'm glad that I know two of them were, like, two of my friends that I could easily just give them another one, and that yeah. third one... Because it was the ones Steve made three more of them after I left, and those three were all blank. I don't know how he did it. So you literally blank. Just told somebody it's a blank CD. Yeah. So somewhere out there, so there was someone that hates Courtesy Wave. Didn't burn anything on it. And Someone's then like, took it hey, out. I really like this new indie band. I think I'm gonna buy their work. Just a blank CD. Just a blank CD. Like God, God bless Steve. Because I would never, I would never shit on Steve because I love Steve and I know oh, he yeah. has listened to some of this podcast and so I'm like I don't we think I've ever talked Steve shit I've never talked shit about Steve behind his back either and so that's what I'm saying is God bless Steve but that is like probably the most on brand Steve thing As I say, that's the most Steve that thing sounds to do pretty accurate. Whereas I was like situation. I was like just click burn and I don't know how it happened but they managed to be blank Clicked blank instead of burn. somewhere out there hate someone somewhere out there in the greater like marshalled area hey, that man. was there hates courtesy with there's a reason that the song is called steve the stud yeah because he's a stud absolutely and are you guys ready for the last item on the wall that i wanted to mention we're still going yes, over the yes, wall yes. Oh, my this is the last course. item are we sure it is full circle when weezer released the black album i bought a bundle that came with a exclusive coffee that's called the darkest roast. And when okay. I was done with the whole bag of coffee, I was like, I dumped it out and then just tape, slapped that shit on the wall. 
and to it is go a, with the black album. You literally, from any perspective other than up close to it, cannot read anything on it because it is a black coffee bag, <laughs> and the font is like slightly less black. Darkest roach. It's awesome. So Pop-pop. that was my wall. <laughs> I got other walls for next for future weeks. That's yeah, that's a future, future uh, endeavor. I can honestly, I can. When Eric doesn't show up, we do the wall episode of the podcast. When Eric, when Eric shows a pie, when Eric shows a pie, yeah, I can talk about different walls in our apartment because there are many walls of many things. For all of our listeners and Eric's and Eric's employer, Eric's under the influence of marijuana at this time. Listen, I am making a fantastic product here while I'm under the influence. Yeah, sure, Eric. All right, we've been carrying the weight, y'all. You just. Nick, now you understand. He just wouldn't stop talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Dude, he loves Cyberpunk. <laughs> the whole like, God damn it. If I have to hear it one more goddamn time, I'm like Dude, just sitting here whatever, talking about games that are actually out and that we're talking about. And he's like, but you can change the way your genitalia looks. And I'm like, Eric. Which is, which by the way, is a crazy principle for a fucking video game to like, be like, yeah, oh, dude, here's why like genuinely really like. hung up on that aspect of it. Dude. It's like that and Keanu Reeves being in the game. Like, but why, but why is that? Well, a why thing? would like, you not stop it's, talking it's about first, those things? It's a game, correct? Yeah. So why is a dick slider in the game? Because so other people can look at your dick. But I know Saints Row 3 did it, and I was like, oh, ha, Saints Row 3, I get it. Sex appeal, giant bang, uh, giant boner, or giant boobs. But like, in a first-person yeah. single-player game... You can game, use a dildo as a weapon in like, that are game. Like, are you going to look down? Like, if you're looking down in first-person, you're like, oh, wow, my dick is huge. Like, what kind of thing is going into that game right now? Like, it's right, hear me out, guys. Hear me out, guys. I can't Cyberpunk like, 2077 is shaping up to be the Dark Souls of Saints Row games. Uh, um, I can guarantee it's never coming out. So what are yeah. you trying to say there? I don't want to talk about it. You want what, to describe what does that mean? I don't want to talk hey, about up, Cyberpunk does, anymore. Up, does hold that hold mean up, Cyberpunk's going to become very difficult? Eric, I'm tired of talking about Cyberpunk. Let's wait, go on to the next story. We have one point. other news story that we can cover this week, and then wait, we have two wait, questions. Wait, all right, wait, Nick. Wait. Doesn't have to do with Cyberpunk. But I don't no. remember. Um, no, not at all. You, you bought Witcher 3, and you're like, yo, Witcher 3 is dope. And I was like, should I buy it? You're like, yeah, it's like Dark Souls, but fun. And I played Witcher 3. It is nothing like Dark Souls. Yeah, I fucking hate Dark Souls. I don't care about how much Eric cares about Cyberpunk. I don't care about... All right, but did you see Keanu Reeves at the Xbox event? Oh, my God, dude. He was quite stunning. He was quite handsome. Let's let's move on. He will just go off, Nick. I'm telling you. I can't wait to play Cyberpunk 2077. The reason the the listeners don't know about this is that I cut all of it out. (laughs) I can't wait to see. I cut all of it out. He just goes off. I can't this wait for Keanu old. Reeves to see my massive dong in Cyberpunk 76. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's move on to the last news story. It's just the slider so Keanu can be like, The wow, ma- last main is- topic, it's news, it's news, and then we can go through the questions. All right? Okay. Are we in a- <laughs> Fine. All right. The only other news story, and I feel like we're, it's going to be pretty brief. I don't think Cyberpunk we have that much to add to it. No. It is, it is Xbox buying Bethesda. Can we talk about this? I just learned about that yesterday. So what does that like mean? They um, bought Bethesda they for seven point two something billion dollars. Seven point five billion. So is that for you know exclusive games? Just because like aha, I love well, so, whatever so they want to do with it is the yeah, whole they, thing. Um, they own it now, so all the games are coming to Game Pass, and then all the games will be exclusives on a case by case basis. Which uh, they which said, I think they clarified means, it is depending on how big the game is. Really, yeah, it's probably. Like Elder Scrolls Six, 
probably won't be an exclusive. Oh, don't but... sugarcoat it. Skyrim Two will be on everything. <laughs> so yeah. you don't have to call it. You don't have to call it by the official name. It, it will be Skyrim Two. We don't so know is, that for sure. It will Game be. Pass... It, 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 I don't care what it's called. It will be Skyrim Two, and I will lose my shit over it, Eric. <laughs> so is Game Pass worth picking up? I dude, I love my Game Pass subscription, but I I play games on my PC on it more than I play on my Xbox. Because okay. I know I you ga- say. Can you say they're all going to Game Pass? Then that's like a lot of Bethesda games yeah. going to Game Pass. Dude, well, every every first party game, game pass. every first party game launches on Game Pass. Not Which that there is... are that many, but right yeah. now, but 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 like, it is a thing that like they are setting up a like it's going to get insane. Not to mention, correct me if I'm wrong. Setting isn't, it up. isn't EA Access also going to Game Pass? Yep. That's recent, right? Yep. So that's like that's legit. The new Madden, the new FIFA, so, the new Two K. I don't know if it's going to be the new Madden. Because the way EA Access works is it has a vault, and as games get added to the vault, you can play them for free. But the new ones, when they come out, they're, like, they're usually not on there. So you you still have to pay full price, or you get, like, a 10% discount if you subscribe. But, yeah, the new ones don't get on until, like, like seven months after. Because from what I'm hearing, Game Pass is, obviously, I can't, there's nothing i don't see any like downsides any catch 22 with the game pass it literally is like 10 bucks for all the games you can play it's great value it's the it's like the best value in gaming right now oh certainly all right do you guys want me as the perspective of someone that has definitely because this this news happened monday we're recording this on thursday yeah i've like thought about it a lot and everything and, and just from research and stuff do you guys want me to give you like the like boiler point or boiler, whatever the fuck this is. A boiler plate or boiler point? Boiler plate, I believe. Brass tax, okay. I believe. Okay, thank you, Nick. The boiler <laughs> plate points on why this matters. Yes. Okay. Point number one. Th- this is now Todd Howard answers to someone. God Howard, yes. Okay. We so stand. they will probably... And now they are a first party... They were already a first party studio, but in the terms of a publisher... They're now the a first party owned because this is every studio they own. Also, Nick, every studio that was under Bethesda. So that includes really? Doom, uh, uh, Wolfenstein, Dishonored, all that. That's all Fallout. Bethesda. Well, oh, thought, game, well, like, that, but, like oh, that's that, the that non-Bethesda proper things. I'm saying. Outer Worlds, right? Outer Worlds. That's Bethesda. Yes. Right? Yep. That was already on Game Pass, though. Well, that was already Microsoft. Sorry. So here's the the main major points. All oh, right. 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 Now they are a first party like console based first party stu- they are first party studios and a cons- console perspective and what that means is typically console first party uh games they want like a certain standard they don't want buggy games right so that I, what, what tells me the first major point is hopefully is fixing the Phil bugs Spencer that are in will every be like game. your engine is broken as fuck and we will give you the 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 manpower the resources to work on not that they already didn't have money but yeah that's point one point two is that like eric had mentioned it's the games can be exclusive if they want them to be but that like you the fallouts elder scrolls that stuff probably yeah. won't be it'll and probably be newer ip or thing, something like a smaller thing one thing i want to add on this subject is microsoft's whole thing the past i don't know year or so has been we don't 
we don't care where you play games. We just want you to play games and use which our software, which is Game Pass. Which is exactly so, why, yeah, not everything will be so, exclusive. Yeah, it makes sense to me that they want to make stuff available on the other platform. Yes. Do you guys so I have think... two more? I have two more points. All right. All right. Sorry, All right, to your quick. points. That's my question. All right. So point number three is what we already kind of mentioned, but every single game that is no matter exclusive or not, Bethesda, greater range of studios they own will day and date be on Game Pass. So that is a big push. That is like a big part of the major push to have an Xbox. All right. And then point number four, that is like a very, a very uh, inner workings type point on why this matters is now Nick mentioned the Outer Worlds yep. was game. made by Obsidian, who Xbox bought last oh, year. I loved the memes. After No, so it's not even like a meme, but after yeah. they made so the background is Outer Worlds was basically like, we can make a Fallout game, all right, on our own. Honestly, yeah. that's what it was. It was and it's good, all right? But it was, it was as good, but it wasn't as long. Yes, but so anyways, they made... But Obsidian made new vegas which in hindsight a lot of people consider to be the best the one best in the 3d oh, the 3d fallout games okay yeah, which I is like probably that. true now obsidian and bethesda are both owned by the same studio which yep. i forgot to mention i xbox now because they spent like eric said it's 7.5 7. billion, billion dollars all right xbox owns all of their ip now too all of their properties are owned by yep. microsoft xbox so now the studio that made a better Fallout game than Bethesda is now is, owned by a company yeah. that owns the Bethesda IP. And that was, that's, I assume you saw Bethesda or um, Obsidian's tweet. Someone tweeted, like, does this mean it, uh, Fallout New Vegas 2? And then um, they did, like, that. the shrugging oh man God, emoji. Awesome. Well, it's like, that yeah, it's just basically so that that is, like, it's possible like, now. It's like, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> and not even necessarily to that, but, like, in the way that play, a lot of PlayStation first party studios work together in ways yeah. like they're very friendly with each other right. there's nothing to say that like one of like the creative heads at uh obsidian <clears throat> phil spencer's not just like yo why don't you go help bethesda out a little bit on the next right. fallout exactly on how you can like add new stuff make like really like give this game a push to make it stand apart because fallout 4 it was like the base building and yeah. it was really like the big thing in that game. Like right. we, and it's not really modernized. Yeah, yeah. Even that but I'm saying for like new features to set it apart, <clears throat> other than like a kind of like better coat of paint. Not a really great coat of paint, but that's kind of one of like the main things to me though is that like this, beyond the fact that Xbox now owns all of it, I and again like Eric said, they're kind of been moving towards like we don't care where you play stuff. Like it like uh. Ori and the Blind Forest, and now Ori and the Will of, Will of Wisps, right? Is yeah. The, are is both on game? Switch. They're good? both on Switch. Cuphead is on Switch. They clearly have, like, a kind of friendly relationship with Nintendo, like ban uh, ba Banjo is, is Ori, and Kazooie. Is Ori a good game? I, I believe so. It. I haven't played it. But, but like it I'm either. saying, is that, like, Banjo being in Smash, Banjo is owned by Microsoft now. Like, they've kind of moved towards this mindset. So I don't really think that this is kind of, like, that much of a detriment for like a other platform like myself mainly playstation guy yeah because they're not going to put the games i care about only on xbox and yeah, are, i feel like the quality of them will though. only be better but they will put them on playstation though yeah but like they I, will just have a better quality i feel like yeah i think you won't see some of them but 
uh, if you're especially if you're going to be someone who is going to get like an Xbox C, uh, Series S and just use Game Pass, like you'll be fine. Yeah, so, I only care about Skyrim too. So, so here's here's my you know short question. So you know Xbox three sixty versus PS three. Xbox won that competition. PS two versus Xbox. PS two won the competition. Xbox One versus PS Four. I'd say at this endpoint, PS Four has won the competition. Yeah. Do you think Xbox Series X slash S is gonna best PS Five with all these, you know, much lower prices, the whole Game Pass, do whatever the fuck you need to do? Do you think it's gonna beat out places? I personally, I don't, think, I don't think they're gonna beat them. I feel like this is gonna be like a very neck and neck generation. I agree. I don't think I this think... is gonna be like a very broad because even the PS Three three sixty generation. The Xbox came out first and like had like kind of a head start, but towards the end they were pretty close. But the thing is though, again, it had it had Halo, which was Yeah, but like this generation was like a lot bigger of a gap between PlayStation being in the front. And I have no problem, like I don't really care about the whole console war thing anymore. So I have like no stake or like I'm definitely more of a PlayStation fan. But I even just see I feel like this gen is just gonna be like a very close one. Yeah. So and whatever I, one is winning, it really doesn't matter anyway. So, I mean, just using me for again, you guys can answer this question last week. But for me, like, I have 120 games on Xbox backwards compatibility, which is an obscene amount. And I'm like, all right, I feel like I like I feel like the PlayStation is just the better move because, you know, the new the higher quality titles. Also, the exclusives like the. the yeah. Like as we're saying, the like remaster the, of Demon Souls, which I fucking love the original. Um, all the new Spider-Mans, all the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, the new God of War. I'm like, those are like acquisitions. I'm like, oh, I should get a PlayStation because I can't play those things on Xbox. Yeah. yeah. I just I'm played gonna... Bloodborne because I spent like the money because it was Black Friday. So I got like a PlayStation 4 and like all those games for like 200 bucks. And I was like, I finally played Bloodborne four and a half years later. Like, I feel like yeah. PlayStation is such an exclusive stranglehold right now. Do you know yeah. what might sound weird too, as I was going to say with your question of who do you think is going to like win this generation basically? Is mm-hmm. what you're asking. I honestly, and this will sound weird, I kind of hope that Xbox wins because I do too. when Xbox I do was three. batting at like a disadvantage early on, like and they were the like pretty, they're the pretty, no, they're pretty down early Dude, on. Game Pass would not exist if they weren't. Yeah. I know like, it's crazy how consumer friendly that gets made them. And if Sony, I think the reason Sony might lose this generation. It's because they look so bad compared to Xbox when you talk about how user friendly they are. They also they don't Especially look like terrible. Especially with the stuff where they're not where they're not gonna bring uh, the PS4 versions. You're not gonna be able to get them for free on the PS5, like with Spider Man and God of War or anything, whatever it is. Right. Like all, all. I that is like a deal breaker to me because Xbox has doubled down. Like yes, every game you buy for your Xbox One that will be on the xbox uh series x you can buy it like you can't but get also i have to do i do have to point out that that's like first party because a lot of third party people kind of backed out after they said that because it was a like, whole smart Assassin's delivery Creed thing. is one of those that's, yeah because it's, 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 it's available it's a publisher by publisher basis right but because sony, they, they sony isn't doing yeah. it with their exclusives though yeah so, so like, I, you I, can't you can't play i can't buy spider-man on my ps4 you know, the only reason I play the PlayStation is for exclusives. Yeah. So I can't get Spider-Man on my PS4 and then have it on my PS5. I have to pay another $60 to get it. Because you can... Run, yeah, I'm, I'm, at the other day, I'm not, I'm not like, arguing with you about it. Yeah. Because it's, like, you can play the PS4 version, but to get, like, the upgraded version. Yeah. Yeah, so it's still, like, backwards compatible, but that is, like... Because that's, like... A, that is the case where it's, like, before they announced that there would be games on both of them, because they were pretty close about that at first... 
Yeah. I think Spider-Man was the only one that they kind of it is it and all it is extensively a remaster, which is kind of just weird now. Spider-Man yeah. do remasters. Yeah. Is when you play it, there will be a PS4 or PS5 version of the original okay. Spider-Man with the new one too. Oh, that's weird. Like a remaster, yeah. but so I have a quick question. This is a little yeah. off topic. So you yeah, guys I kind of I let's try to wrap it up a little bit soon right. and go through the questions. But real quick, yeah. Um, yeah. so you guys mentioned the PS Plus. Yeah, which is is that like Game Pass? Like if you pay a monthly subscription, you get access to all the PlayStation. It's Xbox Live Gold. Gold. It's Gold. Yeah, it's you need it for online. You get two free games every month that vary in quality. But the only additional thing they announced is that at the recent event they announced, Nick. I'm assuming you probably didn't know then. Yeah, I did. A feature on the PS5 that'll be included in Plus is the PlayStation Plus Collection, which will basically be the greatest. Is a is like basically the greatest hits, other than like Spider Man, I think. And is that uh, like a game pass? Like you have to pay for it? Well, it's it just like, included. Hey. It's included with plus and you get access to like a ton of the PS4 exclusives and a couple like big third party games too. So in all honesty, like that's enough to be, to make me feel like, Hey, yo, maybe I should get a game pass is definitely a better deal. But you know, again, coming from the air, I agree with that from the point of like, Hey, by the way, you've never had a PlayStation before cop this God of war cop this Bloodborne. It also is like a toss up too to say, when I think about it, about how like, like guaranteed, games. yeah, guaranteed though for like two years at least, the X you'll still be able to play any Xbox games that are first party on your regular Xbox One. Oh yeah. So that's also like another side of that coin, where you bought a PS4 late and have bought some of the exclusives, but if you got a PS5 and then got that, you would get the rest of those included in your plus. Literally, yeah. And then could get an Xbox Series X once they do the cutoff. And it's like yeah. only, which is a toss up. It's really like, it really is hard to say, but it is probably more swayed towards generally Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Well, for me, like, I know, for instance, PlayStation, I got Bloodborne, I got Persona, I got Horizon Zero Dawn, I got Spider Man, I got God of War. What are the other big places? Like, pretty much my entire thing, with the exception of Doom and Rugby 2020 is all only PlayStation exclusives. Because, like, I've never played or even seen someone play this game before. It's probably mm-hmm. not even that worth it to you then, because that's, like, almost all of them. And then there's yeah. some third-party games you probably already have. But Which would you be, could like... Look, you, could, you could look at it. Uh, they have a list. I'm like, I don't feel... I don't want to yeah. pull it up and read it all. I'll do my own research. Don't you worry. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's, yeah. That's basically it for what we have about the whole Xbox Bethesda thing. Do you guys want yeah. to so we'll do these questions quick? They're both pretty. Yeah, let's bang them out real quick. All right. This is this is relevant. My roommate Kevin <laughs> asks, so Microsoft just bought the rights to Eric. What now? Uh, well, I think Courtesy Wave screwed because they're going to have to retitle that song. I personally think that we will get royalties. Oh, okay. So we'll get like grandfathered in? Yep. So okay. it's, like how, it's like how anytime you do an iconic mission in marvel's avengers we get royalties for our song iconic mm-hmm. and i think it just is going to take a while because i haven't gotten any money for that yet yeah you but. they must just you know they probably just cut the checks when they reach a certain amount you just probably haven't hit that that amount yet i would like to bring like and this is another quick answer i feel like but i'd like to add my own twist to this question is how much do you think the rights to eric would cost to eric samino i'd like to think that i'm worth more than bethesda no that's just a, that's like ridiculous air. <laughs> that is a lot of money. I like to think. Uh, so, like, are you saying just like 
the rights to use the name Eric? I don't know. I just think Xbox owns the rights to you. Okay, well... I will be as vague as possible with that. It could be likeness. It could be even more sensitive. That's what the NCAA does. So I guess they can. I said, but I said though, it could be something more sinister than that. That's all. That's pretty like tame. That they just have your likeness. It could be go, go deeper than that. They could. But I'm gonna say two hundred dollars. Whoa, really? I thought it like I at least a thousand. That's at least that's a pretty... fine. Three hundred dollars. Sold. Man. All right. Sold. I yeah, Eric. You could buy Eric for three hundred dollars. That's the price of a Series S. That's the price yep. of an Eric Tamino. I'm in. Yep. We'll be expecting the email from Microsoft. I honestly will probably pocket all of that money, Eric. All right. Oh. Because you probably can't do anything with the money because you are owned by Microsoft now. You don't exist anymore. I'll be like, to bring it all the way back around, I'll be like the the character in Community Subway who is just like a physical embodiment of the business Subway. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. He's just like like a marketing, marketing. I forgot how good that bit was. That's a good bit. Um,. So, moving on to our second of two questions this week. Yep. All right. We do have a lot of, like, ones we've had left over that we'll save for one week. Yeah. um, I already have an answer for this one mentally, but my friend Dan responded to my inquiry on Instagram and said, where does everyone stand on the Avatar, The Last Airbender versus The Legend of Korra debate? So, I've never seen either. I've seen part of The Last Airbender. Oh, my God. So, I'm going to have to go with The Last Airbender. I have seen I'm the last very new Airbender. To the anime world. I have seen the Airbender uh, in almost its entirety, probably when it was airing. And my only experience with Legend of Korra was the PS4 game they made for it that came out like four months after the PS4 launch, and I was bored, so I bought it. And it's like a platinum game. So like, I'm uh, an avid. Sorry, continue. My bad. Oh no, I was just gonna say it's like a, it was like how platinum games the developer. Made a lot of mm-hmm. licensed games like Transformers, Devastation, a bunch of those. That's what the Legend of Korra game was, where it's kind of like a hack and slash type game. And it was very short, and that's all I know about Korra. So I will say Airbender. I'm an better. avid consumer of both. I've seen Avatar and Legend of Korra. Pretty much the main difference between the two is Aang is like, he's a smart dude, right? He just does know shit about any of the bending elements. Korra is the opposite. Korra is a real dumb fuck who pretty much kills off the entire Avatar line, but she's dumb good at like all the uh, all the elements. So it's pretty much like, yo, do you want the guy who's like wants to be good deep down and is like trying his best to preserve everything, or like literally like Kratos who's like, I don't give a fuck about anything about kicking ass right now. So, so what you're saying is is Aang is like Ben Ten in the original series, and yeah, Korra like, is, I'll do and Korra is like Ben when he's grown up. Korra's literally Kratos. Just, like, call a spade a spade. Korra is literally Kratos. She's like, yo, I'll kick the shit out of everyone in this house. I don't give a fuck. Yo, you're going to kill off all of the avatars, all of your ancestry. And she's like, I don't give a fuck, my guy. I'm just going nuts right now. You're kind of selling me on this. That's, like, the thing. She's just, she's really not smart. She's just super strong. Opposed to Aang, who's like, yo, I need to use my brain and wits to kind of figure stuff out because I'm not that strong. But of course, like I can wreck anyone. I don't. It's it's literally a Kratos version. Uh, sorry, Kratos opposed to his kid. What's his kid's name? Atreus. Yeah. Like, it's it's literally the comparison. It's Atreus, like, yo, I'm not that strong. And you like use my brain to figure shit out. Like use ice arrows and electric arrows. Opposed to Korra, 
for such crazy thing. I'm just going to beat people's heads in. I'm so, going to check that out. I did want to say, because I think you're kind of, what, what's your definitive answer? On which one's better? Oh, God. You know. Gut feeling. Gut, gut feeling, absolutely the last airbang, uh, airbender. But the last Cora, Aang banger. <laughs> but honestly, Cora had some really cool moments. It's just, there's some parts that were like, why did you just. Re- if you didn't see The Last Airbender, jump to Korra. You won't see anything wrong. But if you've seen all of Avatar, The Last Airbender, you'd be like, why did she ruin literally everything from the previous thing? It's just her character as a person. Again, I, will say, I will say, because I think we got everyone's definitive answer here is probably more towards Avatar. Absolutely. But I did not fall into the trend that everyone randomly fell into like two months ago of like suddenly being wicked into that show again yeah because for two for two reasons that are kind of intrinsically tied is a i hate any bandwagon things and b i hate feeling like part of a community i like to just feel like an outsider yeah so i did want to point out that i haven't watched that show one since it came out i do remember a lot about it but the one moment in the entire series that always stands out to me is when Sokka gets high as fuck in the desert and they see a big mushroom yeah, cloud. Tight, my guy. I love that. They're, they're going in like a library, and like the blind girl Toph, she's like, ah, I know, I, I, I'm blind for plot convenience, to to be cool. I don't know. That's not really plot convenience, really, because she's blind. There's no really way to, for any blind person to be convenient to any plot. And not to say this podcast takes a stand against blind people. Depressing sensation. Hates blind people. We I've are heard. pro blind people, all right, Nick. All right, pro I don't want to hear it. All right. So I think that's a good place to wrap it up after that PSA. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you guys <laughs> want to, to add? Uh, no, I think. Uh, uh, oh, Steve's tweeting again. That's pretty oh yeah, cool. Steve's tweeting again. And that's good tweets. I we could I could just I could just put a clip of us all say Steve's tweeting again like really early. So, really, so Steve has more a of a chance to get, to get it, so yeah. to hear it. So can we all just on on like just it just we're, there's no way we'll coordinate on three, right. but just we'll everyone say Steve's Steve is tweeting again. All right, on ready? On three. Someone One, count. Two, three. Steve's, Steve's tweeting, tweeting again. again. That's perfect. Yeah, that's good. That I'll just gonna good. throw that right at the beginning of the episode. Um, thank you everyone for listening to the procrastination sensation. Um, it is your favorite podcast and I know it. Uh, Absolutely. thank it's you for joining us, podcast, Nick. To be honest. It's yeah, my Nick, oh, thank, thank you, you so me. much for, for joining us. Um, it's always fun to be on. And what one Can't could argue this was probably the most attention deficit centric podcast. Oh yeah. Oh, it was awful. We had Absolutely. so many things not to discuss, but Nick is certainly the most regular guest we'll ever have because you're the like, only guest we've had i was thinking during this episode like so many times like holy shit how did we get from point a to point b yeah it's like, right, it's one thing when it's me and eric go. it's one thing when it's me and eric but yeah i had a whole different dynamic apparently yeah it's beautiful though. all right all right <laughs> Nick, thank you for joining <laughs> thank you for listening everyone hey, everyone thank you for, thank you for listening adios <laughs> adios bye <laughs>